0: Well, hello again, and welcome to the Water and Stone Church Podcast. My name is Dita Randolph, and this is the sound of my voice.
1: And I'm Jenny Randolph.
0: As we gather around today, I, I gotta say that one of the things on my mind is something that's really on my mind the other 364 days of the year is, well, I can't help myself because although I am advancing in years in some ways, I'm also still a child. This is the time of year when our birthdays come up, and I'm so delighted about that.
1: Yeah, birthdays birthdays are fun. Birthdays are good. I love birthdays. And I really love the idea. I, I have kind well let me let me let me back up. Finish this thought. <laughs> uh, I uh it's the advancing years. For you have to forgive <laughs> well, me. Well Well uh, no, but I have a different take on it. I really feel blessed. Every year that I get older, I honestly do feel blessed to move forward. I I love the things that I have learned. I wouldn't go back to being 20 again for anything in the world, honestly. I mean, not not that it's a bad thing. There is a time for all of it. There is a Oh, season. we had a great there's, time when
0: we were in our 20s. but And we did a whole podcast about that. We did. But it's,
1: it's, we did. There's a
0: feeling of... Man, oh man, I I look back at, and it's not like we're ninety either. But no, it's... we are we are roughly the same age that Charles and Myrtle Fillmore were when they started the Unity Movement, of which Water and Stone is sort of a, we're we're in the family. You know, well, we
1: have a good friend who reads a lot of, um, books about careers and advancing your business, and and he was talking to us the other day and he's like the most productive time is between your 40s and 60s. And I choose to believe that. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if it's actually true or not. I, you know, I'm going to choose to believe it because I do feel very productive. And I just, I love that we have the privilege of another year to go around. Well, don't you feel like it's
0: part of it is you you've had enough time to figure out what really drives you and what you don't want. Now, I, I think that, in our, you're supposed to learn that a lot younger, but I think that our culture really forces people to commit to a career, to commit to conforming to appropriate cubby holes to fit in and all that. And you get to a certain age where you have finally, okay, well, I've checked all the boxes. Now I can actually figure out who the heck I am. I think that, that our culture does it in a weird way. And we've talked about this, too. I mean, when we mentor teens and young adults and stuff, we find out that kids in middle school are being asked to declare a major, for example. And there's the old trope, and I talk about this sometimes, that that my understanding is a bachelor's degree is supposed to mean you're not married to anything in particular, hence the name, but you have now been exposed to a lot of things in the world to where you kind of know where you want to go. And then you begin to master it if, you know... If that's where you're going. But nowadays kids are supposed to figure out what their whole life is going to be when they're like 13.
1: Well, but not only that. um, I don't know about everybody else that's that age right now. But I was just concentrating on surviving. It's like. Okay, where is my ne- next meal coming from? How do I pay these bills? I didn't have time to think about self advancement. Yeah. I was just trying to make well, sure my car had gas in it. Yeah, you know? the whole so,
0: Maslow's. Well, yeah, and when I so was... I mean,
1: yeah, that's all nice and everything, and and but you know, it's when crazy. you're young, when you're young, it's about survival. And I think again, it's it is a it is a privilege, it is an honor um, to grow older, to get wiser, to figure stuff out. Um, I really I, I really dig where I'm at right now Well I'm, and also I'm listen, totally totally okay. Birthdays totally cool are
0: about with it. toys and finally, my birthday is on the 20th of November, which is just a couple of days from when we're recording this. Your birthday was the yesterday mm-hmm. and uh, I am I had such a good day with you and I feel like the rule is that it should be your birthday, not just on that day but your birthday until, my until birthday, your birthday, so you get right? a few. Okay. Yeah, but then it's my birthday until your birthday. So yeah, but
1: and, and, you know what? Our whole lives, that's been true.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, I am so you delighted. You know it's true.
1: It's funny because it's true. That's. I think it's a good. Plan. But it was a good birthday. It really, well, it really, really day. was. I had a beautiful day, and the presents were great, and I feel very loved. I feel very honored, and and um, I'm ready for the bring it on. I'm ready for ready for the next year.
0: Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Well, speaking of being ready and doing work and all of that, one of the things that has stuck out for me, it's something that we did last week, and it was our service project over at uh, Metropolitan Ministries over in Tampa, which is sort of the next town over, for those of you listening who aren't familiar with the geography of the area of St. Petersburg, Florida, the finest city on the face of the earth. Anyway, uh, Metropolitan Ministries is a really, really cool uh, facility. They probably have something like it in your town, too. But this one is really special.
1: I loved that we got the history because I knew that they helped people. I knew that they sure. fed people. I knew that they helped the homeless. and But I had no idea the particulars. And when we went and we got told the history, it was really great. And I may be um, not exact on my facts but because I'm doing it from memory. Mm-hmm. But I believe. And you're not getting
0: any younger as well. (laughs) Hey, listen, we're not going to do that.
1: But I believe it was 1972. Mm -hmm, That's right. Is when they started, and it was a group of 10 churches. And they decided to get together in the area to start feeding um, the homeless people and people that were hungry. Yeah, the kind of stuff that churches do sometimes. Churches do, right. But what they realized is that the same people were continuing to come back again and again and again. So we're
0: giving somebody a fish instead of teaching them to fish. Right. So
1: they, they decided to move it to the next level where it wasn't just giving them food. They were actually going to give them an opportunity to learn and grow and get back on their feet. And so those churches decided to form metropolitan ministries. They started out with 12 families living in a facility, Mm -hmm. um, the way that it is now is they help 150 families. I think they have room for 150 families and those families are allowed to live on the, on the property from three months up into a year. Yeah, Depending on and the situation they help and with so education. On. They help with, with having a place to live. They help with schooling. They, you know, for the little ones, they help, you know, give them a safe place. So it's about they, getting
0: a family back on their feet and into the workforce, for right. example. Right. And, and being stable. And, yeah. Right.
1: Exactly. and, they have a thrift store that the I believe that they can go down and shop so that you feel normal and, and and all of it, all of it. And it was just such a neat place. I had never, I had never been. Like I said, I didn't know. I, I knew that they- I knew, I'd I knew, seen their stuff. Yeah, you know, but I didn't. I, like didn't a, I knew, but yeah, I didn't know. Exactly so. So we went, I think there was um, 16 or 17 of us. Mm-hmm and we went over there and half of us um got split up to work in their warehouse and to kind of and their thrift store to kind of organize and the, their intake where you know donations were coming in and sort through the donations and make everything look lovely and everything and then the other half of us actually went to work in their kitchen and um you and I were part of the kitchen crew.
0: Oh, man. And I'll tell you, there's if you go to the Water and Stone Church Facebook page, there's a picture of all of us right before we were going to get split up and go working. And, and I had really wanted to take... I had this fantasy that we would take a bunch of pictures on our phones and post them. And there were some pictures, but mostly we were moving to... I was going to say, didn't we have didn't chance. have time. Yeah. yeah we volunteered was, for
1: three hours. We, we did the, We did the late afternoon shift. Yeah. So um you know I think you can sign up for all different kinds of shifts when you when you go there but um man that kitchen is ginormous and I have never seen so much food in all my life. <laughs> oh I man was, we I were was,
0: working we were and you know just water and pounds stone and people pounds and pounds you food. and i are vegetarians and a, and a good number of the water and stone people are vegetarians cuz you know it's not a requirement we don't really have any requirements other than don't be a jerk even that's fuzzy but um but well, it's kind of the core. Seven, yeah,
1: out of the seven people that ended up in the kitchen mm-hmm. only two of them were not vegetarian. Right. So. And so and we're
0: not jerks about it and but we were in there processing So much bacon! Oh,
1: right, pounds and pounds. I mean,
0: and I had, you know, they make you wear rubber gloves, and there was a couple of times where something would happen to a glove, and so I'd have to wash my hands, put another pair of gloves on, you know, like you do. But I was always wearing gloves, but just for days after, my hands still smelled like whatever the maple.
1: Oh, I don't. At at one
0: point, Jenny, I said to you, "That's it. I don't want maple anything. I'm gonna go burn Vermont to the ground." I'm sorry, (laughs) no more maple. But we did that. We we cut turkey, you shoveled rice it with this giant rice vat and we put on hundreds our hundreds of pounds and, of cooked
1: rice. And, and I think I ended up chopping uh Miles and Raina and I were on onion duty at one point. Um and I think we must have chopped over a hundred onions at least. I mean we were just because they're getting ready for Thanksgiving. Right. And so they needed they needed all the the dice stuff that they could get and um, daniel and
0: jordan and i were just cutting turkey like those deli slicers which i've never operated before and which are more than a little intimidating i had visions of marie antoinette let them eat turkey <laughs> and i was just it and the guy's like you know be careful anything you put in there is going to be chopped off but put your hand right in the machine and catch the turkey as it flies out yeah it was it was a good day but man oh man i gotta tell you it was really hard work but It was so beautiful to get to do that. And, you know, even if you're not a vegetarian, some parts of that process are a little bit yucky, you know. But it occurred to, I think, all of us at more or less the same time. There's a lot of people who go into a service situation who are looking for a pat on the back or who are walking around going, Ew, you know, and that kind of thing. And I thought about the wonderful people who work there. And I thought, you know, if you say, "ooh," this is my life. I'm here every day. What are you saying to me? You know, and so I think all of us tried extra hard to be respectful and to just serve and to get our own stuff out of the way. It's like, yeah, you know what? There's meat there, and you're a vegetarian. You're gonna turn up your nose at that, or you're just gonna help somebody.
1: It was a a nice, yeah, it was a nice opportunity to come out of yourself, come out of your judgment Mm -hmm. and just serve and just go into be God's hands. Chef Leon and Chef Mark, they didn't know we were vegetarians because I wasn't going to tell them because it wasn't necessary. No, it wasn't necessary. I'm like, what, what's the next thing to do? And come, come out of your, your headspace, come out of your judgments and just go work. Right. And, and just serve. And it's such a beautiful exercise of um, release and of not having to control everything and of not having to um, make the rules for them and and all of it. There's there's just so much. There's just so much that was so good about it. And I tell you, I those three hours they went by fast. Mm-hmm. But they also I I got a workout that day. I mean, yes, it was it was. It was, uh, yeah, my turkey
0: slicing arm is buff.
1: It was hard. No, it was, it was worse. Yeah. So God bless the people that are there every day. Um, thank God for them. Thank God for the families that they're helping. It was an amazing experience, and I would absolutely go back again. So if we ever, we'll, we'll probably in the next, you know, six months or so make another trip back there to go ahead and serve. And I encourage any of you that are in the area that are listening, it is so worth your while. It it is it is it will fill your heart. It will fill your soul. It will just you know, and it'll open your eyes to the blessings that you actually have in your own life. I think that was the the other lesson that I got out of it. I came home and I'm like, wow, hot shower,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: food in the fridge, comfortable couch, put on my sweatpants, chilled out. It's like there's not a there. You know, there's some people that. Can't do that. Can't right. say that. So it was a nice opportunity to not only serve, but to go, I am truly, truly blessed.
0: Yeah, and it was a beautiful moment when we were all done with our shift and everybody had taken off their hairnets and their aprons and whatever and I
1: looked good, by the way. You look good all the time. <laughs> not in the hair net, no, no, no,
0: you were go rocking down. the hairnet. But but there was that moment where you could sort of see the people who work there are expected to be effusive in their praise of the people who volunteered because that's kinda how the organization works and I understand and all that. But all of us were so appreciative of the workers that we did our best to turn it around and say, you know, you guys are doing such a beautiful job and thank you. And it wasn't we weren't it wasn't fake. I mean it. Though I'm so grateful for those people and I got to tell you, I really felt also, among a million other beautiful, positive emotions, I also felt really validated that, you know, part of, and we've talked about this before, part of our mission here at Water and Stone is to go out into the world. You know, we'd really take that part in John very seriously. The Word became flesh and went out into the neighborhood. You know, I love that. And one of the things that that means is we will never build, for example, a soup kitchen. Because there are people who are already doing that, already plugged in, and that's not the core of our mission. The core of our mission is to raise consciousness, and the core of our mission is to serve in a different way. And so instead of us building something, we're going to go out to Metropolitan Ministries and serve. There's always something going on out in the world, and we're going to be there. I love the idea that whenever there's something happening, you're going to find water and stone people out there rolling up their sleeves and doing it not saying hey you have to come to my church if you want a sandwich that's never going to happen with us and I, i felt so validated in that and it was just like yeah man look at it. how could you ever do it as good as metropolitan ministries is doing it anyway let's just go help somebody who's kicking butt at it right and it was just so beautiful on so many levels i am just so grateful
1: Get to the dig in section. I want to talk about Thanksgiving. I want to talk about it. And I it is my favorite time of year. It is my favorite day. I love the parade. I love the food. I love everything about it. I cook for two days. Yes, you do. It's amazing. I love that. And yeah, I know you love that. But um but I want to talk about Thanksgiving because I think I know and I know that we have touched a little bit on Thanksgiving the last couple of, of episodes. And I yeah, think it's on the reason minds. the reason we've done that is because I love it so much and I can't help <laughs> but talk about it. But I really want to, you know, for the lack of a better term, dig in to the <laughs> to the uh Thanksgiving idea. Sure. Because you do have the surface stuff. You know, the stuff that you feel like you have to do and and the food and the family and everything like that. But I also love the idea of taking this opportunity and this month, if you will, or this week, if you will, or just the day, you know, whatever. No, I think how, how Thanksgiving
0: is a season in a way.
1: It kind of is. I think it. I think it's the build up to to Christmas for sure, and it's kind of like it feels like you're, you know, um, before a horse race, and the horses are in the you know the stalls, the stalls, or whatever. and before the gates open and everything. That's what it feels like after Halloween, <laughs> and and it can it can feel like okay, there's all this pressure building. Okay, we're getting ready to go, getting ready for the Christmas season. All right, and and I think that there's some people that do a false start. And put up their Christmas decorations before they even. Wow, we're going have, all the way
0: with this metaphor. I, I like I'm going. It. I'm I going. Like you know, usually it's my job. I, I like know. It. It's funny I, to see it from the other side.
1: I've had a lot of coffee this morning, Woo. and I created my shopping list, and so I'm 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 ready to go. But anyway, I do think that that is probably part of what we feel in society is that is that nervousness, that buildup, and. Um, For me it's not so much the anxiety of of christmas because i love all of it but but it is a build up and it's a build of expectations so you know
0: yeah and and i want to talk about at some point i really do want to talk about what we have done to make christmas not crazy and there's some really cool stuff but we'll talk about that but i do want to say that in general we really try and, you know, maybe we don't always succeed. We really try to be intentional about all of it. I really, really think it's important to ask, well, why am I doing the things I'm doing? And is there a different way and so on? But for Thanksgiving in particular, we here's how seriously we take it around here. I don't even think we did it on purpose, but you have been doing Thanksgiving stuff. I have been doing Thanksgiving stuff. All of my blog posts on waterandstonechurch.com have thanksgiving themes to them and i looked back i'm like oh i did that you know it wasn't even (laughs) and i know that that your video series the this day series and we'll talk more about that you know when we get to that part of the show but you've been doing stuff to make for thanksgiving and if you know the show and by golly you should know the show each and every time it's not just that you're cooking something, but there's a spiritual lesson there and it's something to, to put in your heart as well as in your belly. And it, it's just beautiful. But what you've been doing when I've been doing, it's not like we sat down and had a meeting where it's like, okay, you can do this and I'm going to, but it's just how it goes around here. But I think that one of the things that comes up for, for me, and I see it in the stuff that you do as well is there are so many layers to the Thanksgiving thing. And, and, I keep coming back to three parts of it. I'm sure there's more, but I keep coming back to three parts of it. And part one, if you want, is sort of the historical thing where Thanksgiving is supposed to be a celebration of religious freedom and what that means and and how you can take that out of history and decide to celebrate something, observe something in your own life. So that's part one. And part two is the thing that everybody's thinking about, and that is family stuff, the part that you're excited about, The parts you're not so excited about? Can we talk about politics with so and so at the table, for example? What can I say without starting a fight? (laughs) Do I have to sit next to so and so? and so on. And how come I have to sit at the adults table when the kids table looks like it's so much more fun, all of these things. And then finally, the third thing is the thing that comes up for people too. And that is the, the count your blessings thing. The, what are you thankful for? Am I doing this Thanksgiving thing right? Because I'm just eating mashed potatoes. Is there something else? I'm supposed to be thankful for something. What does that mean? How does it work? Those three things the the freedom history part, the family part and the count your blessing part. I think if you can get a handle on sort of that Trinity of things, you're gonna have a pretty good sense of how to get through Thanksgiving and not just get through it, but actually grow through it, because that's the trick, man. And so, is there any of those things that you wanna that come up for you? We don't well, have to do them in that order.
1: Well, first of all, mashed potatoes—they <laughs> are a religious experience. So let, me, so let well, me just get let me just your get that out mashed
0: potatoes. Well, My wife I, makes <laughs> the best mashed potatoes in the universe, <laughs> and if you've ever seen what I look like, I look like somebody who knows about mashed potatoes. I know about them. and you, sir.
1: anyway no I I love that um I am I have been getting more and more into the history of things because um I think when because of this this month's series on this day I have sort of delved into the history of our nation and why we eat the foods that we do um and I've always been interested in that but I think I came to a a better understanding if you go watch the peanut soup for example I was just gonna say that one really stuck out for me or even if you watch the cranberry sauce one life-saving
0: cranberry sauce
1: exactly you'll you'll get a little bit of a history of where that's going so for me I love the idea of the religious freedom the history of all that why we did what we did you know what was um what was coming up for people what they did to survive because it was not it was not a happy it was not a happy no. time so the thanksgiving part of it the the bounty that they were actually giving thanks that they were alive and that they would actually go through that experience just for freedom and how much we take it for granted you know there's there's a there it's a it's kind of a weird thing obviously because the Native Americans that were already here and that whole history and that whole ugliness. And, and you can get there and you can focus on that. And well, and it's a real, that's real stuff to talk about and think about. Real. But. It's absolutely there and it needs to be addressed and it needs to be understood. But at the same time there, you can also say, Hey, why why would you be on the boat for months and months and months? And, and why would you do this? And, and, there must have just been this real feeling of we have to we have to make our way. We have to go out into the wilderness. We have to do this. And I'm so grateful that they did because it started this nation. It started mm-hmm. our history. Sure. And, you know, whatever you think about the United States right now and what is going on and whatever your political stuff is or wherever you're coming from, I think that you can come out of yourself for just a moment and just be so grateful that we do live in a country where we are free. Mm-hmm. And and Well,
0: and you know, it's a Steinbeck quote. We're not it's we're not great, but fitted by our faults for greatness. I right. love that. We've got growing places like crazy. And the thing is, yes, there's a hundred different conversations to talk about about what's going on now and about what the pilgrims were and were not doing right. Absolutely. But it's easy to slip into whataboutism. And miss that in, in that little moment of we are so filled with a passion to do our spirituality, to pursue our religion in a certain way that we have got to do go through the most incredible hardships that, that are imaginable and beyond what's imaginable for those folks. We've got to do this because we have this calling that we must listen to. And I think that that's beautiful. Yeah, of course, the pilgrims were interested in their religious freedom a little bit more than they were interested in anybody else's religious freedom. They're pretty strict about a lot of things. They weren't all wearing Birkenstocks and crystals Mm -mm. and, you know, nobody had a coexist bumper sticker on the back of their boat. But the point is, in this moment, we'll have the other conversation some other time. But the point in this moment is, do you have something in you that's calling you to go? And that's a big deal because one of the things we say all the time is there's no geographical cure. You can't run away from your problems because life is consciousness. And wherever you go, you still got the same stuff going on. And so you're going to draw your same lessons to yourself. I sound like a broken record about it. All of that is true and it bears repetition because we live in a culture that says, if you don't like what's going on, buy something, go somewhere. You just need a new car. And that is never the answer. However... I don't want the no geographical cure thing to make people feel like they're supposed to put up with stuff that hurts. So there's a balance because one of the things we say too is be so filled with something that you can't shut up about it, that you get on your feet and you go do. So how do you balance those two ideas?
1: Yeah, I love that. And I think that that's what you know that is the call to action as part of the first mm-hmm. first step of Thanksgiving. Yeah, the religious freedom part. The religious yeah. freedom part, and even if you don't want to go that deep, even if you don't you don't want to do a whole bunch of soul searching, acknowledge that you live in a place that has religious freedom, and give thanks for that. You know, I think I think even if you don't want to get into the, all the other stuff, the very minimum at least do that.
0: And acknowledge too that no matter what's going on outside of you, you have dominion In your mind and in your heart, you have the power to decide what you think about something. Nobody else can do that and and to you. Nobody else can tell you what to think. It seems like it sometimes, and we can buy into stuff that other people are selling, so to speak. But at the end of the day, you are the one and only monarch in between your ears and in your heart, and you can decide what to do about things. The idea of when do I stay in a situation, in a conversation, in a job, in a relationship, in a whatever it is. When do I stay and when do I go?
1: Well, and that brings us to, it actually is an accidental, beautiful segue into the family portion of this, at least for us in our history about, you know, sometimes family, you know, the families that you're born into aren't an ideal situation. Sometimes Thanksgiving brings up, you know, yucky stuff for people Mm -hmm. and, Thanksgiving may be just you and your friends and it may be not a real family occasion or it might be, be your something... biological
0: family well, yeah. yeah
1: exactly and and so you might have to do things differently and it also might bring up some some yuck or if you are with your family you know maybe the politics of things or maybe you know your cousins are, are messing up or they're judging you or you're judging them and there's there's all this there's all this family stuff that goes on, and I think most families can get past a lot of stuff. I really do.
0: Well, and there's some stuff that you shouldn't get past. You know, that, that it, by Agreed. that by that I mean, if someone is an axe murderer, we're not right. all going to sit at the table and pretend like everything's cool. There is a balance, and I think that it's really important to understand that the geographical care thing doesn't mean putting up with stuff
1: that hurts. Well, and it, it kind of fits with yeah. you know, should I stay or should I go? Exactly. You don't have to do this. I mean, I do think you ought to check yourself and 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 ask if you're being a jerk about the situation too. Ask if it can be healed. Ask if there is a, if there's room for that. You know, ask yourself, can you can you come out of yourself for a little bit? Is it worth it? Is it a big enough problem that I, nope, can't do it? And I have had those situations before where there are, even now, there are problems, you know, where, nope, I cannot go there. It's because it feels too too bad. It feels too yucky. It feels too, sometimes it feels dangerous.
0: Well, and the thing is, Thanksgiving doesn't mean I'm going to pretend like your dysfunctional behavior is okay. Right. Because if I do that, I'm helping you stay sick. I'm helping you stay abusive. I'm helping, if you have toxic behavior and I'm validating that behavior, I am not helping anybody get better. No one wins. And that's not what being loving is. Once again, as we've talked about many times in that whole passage in Corinthians that we read in weddings and stuff, love rejoices with the truth. And so sometimes the truth is, I can't be around you. Your behavior is toxic, and I am not voting for more of that behavior out of you. So there is a balance, and the balance can be seen very, very easily. Executed, maybe differently, but seen very easily. The pilgrims left their homes and went to the New World, not on a lark. Not because it was hard in London. They didn't like it. But it was because I have this calling in me that is so great that I have to go, despite the unknown, despite the stigma, despite the hardship, despite all kinds of things. So the calling comes first. That's the secret. When do I stay? When do I go? Do I go? And all of that. Ask yourself, is it an outside-in thing? or is it an inside-out thing? If you have an inner calling to either go pursue something beautiful or to get out of something hurtful, that's that's where you, you make your decision. And so it is absolutely the case that there are people in your life who you can't figure out. But ask yourself this question, if life is consciousness, in other words, When I think and I feel, I draw to myself the lessons that I need to learn in order to grow. That's what it means. Not about blame. It's about saying, here's lesson time. You know that saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear? Well, you're always ready. And every moment is a teacher. If life is consciousness, it means those knuckleheads in your family, you chose them. So instead of running away from them, take a moment and go, now why did I choose you? What's the educational opportunity? Like we always say, you're here to learn and you're here to teach. And so in your heart, take a minute and evaluate the people sitting around that Thanksgiving table, let's say. Did I learn something from you? Did I teach you? In other words, did I share what's really in my heart? And if you did that and it still feels like I can't be there, I can't deal with it, then you can start thinking about not showing up or not, you know, that kind of a thing. You make the decision after you have said, have I done the inner work first? And this applies to every area of life. And that is the the way to deal with your family is go, you know what, I chose you. So I'm gonna really learn, even if it's just what not to do, even if it's just, you know what, I'm not participating in this toxic baloney anymore, I'm out. But if you see cousin so-and-so as a teacher, and treat them with just that little modicum of respect. You might ha- find that something changes. Yeah, you know what? I don't want to sit next to somebody at the Thanksgiving table who's going to talk about whatever is on the opposite of my political set of sensibilities. I don't want that conversation because it's not nobody wins. But on the other hand, that might well be a good person with a different set of ideas and maybe I can learn something. Because we're all trying to work on stuff. So take a minute and decide what you can learn, what you can teach, and what the calling of your heart is. And it might be that you have to travel to a new land to uh, celebrate your religious path, so to speak.
1: Or you can do what I do and just keep your mouth full, just keep eating so that you don't say anything, <laughs> and you just sit there.
0: Well, and once again, it's a matter of it, it, this is this is a thing. <laughs> Another
1: man. piece of pie. Yeah, just, just keep I'm just shoveling gonna it load is. up. Yeah.
0: But you know what? That there's something beautiful about that too, because you're here to teach. And the teacher brings people in. This is not just about saying the thing that you know is going to shut somebody else down emotionally. The lesson you're here to teach is not, well, we should all vote like this. The lesson is we should all be loving and kind. Is there something getting gets in the way of your loving kindness? Okay, look at that. But otherwise, maybe another piece of cherry pie. Find that balance. But that brings us to the other part of this. And this is the part that comes up a lot. And that is the, how do I do the count your blessings thing? Because a lot of times when people are told to count your blessings, it's a pejorative. You know, like it's it's right there next to, I'll give you something to cry about. It's Well, count your blessings because, and the, the intimation is, because there might not be any more. You ever been told
1: that like that? Oh yeah, I think everybody has. Yeah, I have. Or when you're, you know, when you're sitting there and you're not feeling so good, you're feeling down about a particular thing or... You know, it's just like, well, count your blessings. It's like, you know what? Why don't you, you know, take a <laughs> yeah, long walk is, off a short pier right something now. something implied, yeah. Go, go away. Yeah. Because I get to feel this way right now. And and it, it's, it it's, it's basically can be used as, you know what? Why don't you shut up?
0: Yeah, well, that's what it is. <laughs> count your blessings in that way is a shut up kind of a thing. And it didn't work when Job's friends tried it on him. Nope. It's not ever going to, it didn't work for you when you were a kid and somebody told you that in order to tell you to shut up. And it doesn't work when you tell it to somebody else. That's not what this is for. Because the, and once again, the lesson as always for all of this Thanksgiving stuff and for all this life stuff really is look past the outer and into the inner. Ask yourself, what is the vibe? What is the feeling? What is the thought behind count your blessings? If the idea is count your blessings because there might not be any more. What you're really saying is we live in a universe of scarcity. Mm -hmm. Count your blessings because there might not be any more is like saying God's not always here. God doesn't always like you. There is a set limit on how much good you can experience, how much you can express, how much you can share. And that's messed up. You can't affect God with that. God is always going to be infinite. And God is always going to be right here. But if you believe in those kind of limitations, you are making a small keyhole, a small knot hole rather, for God to come into your life. And your ability is not to limit God. Your ability is to limit your experience of God. If you believe in a world with limits, you are going to experience those limits every day of your life. If you tell people, shut up, there not might not be any more. For you, there might not be any more because you have decided to limit the amount of good that can happen in your life.
1: We have a uh, a blessing jar mm-hmm. or a thanksgiving jar and we put it out every new year and you know and I have a little pad of paper and anybody who's anybody is allowed to come in and put a put a little thing about what they're what they're thankful for. And so I try to do it. I mean, I've been putting more in this month just because because well, it's, it's it's top of mind. I, I think yeah. it's a natural process to say okay, you know, um and it's a good exercise to make it a habit. Sure. And I think the 30 days in November, you know, okay, 30 blessings, one every day. And I, I, get I see it. people
0: doing that on Facebook. On Facebook too. and yeah.
1: everything like that. And and I like the more analog version of it, you know. Um, putting pen to
0: paper is powerful. It yeah. is.
1: I, I it, it is for me. It is for me because there, there there is an act of release and then, you know, putting it away um, in the jar. And then we read them on New Year's Eve. Um. It's it's a nice, like I said, it's a nice practice. Um, I think it forces you to pay attention and to think about what you're thankful for in the moment. And I like that it's more of a year-long process. And mm-hmm. and I think during the year, if I am feeling kind of yuck, I will, it's funny, but I, I tend to use it more when I'm feeling less blessed. Mm-hmm. Um than when I'm feeling more blessed. When all my blessings and everything's going cool, nothing really goes in the jar that <laughs> day. You know, I mean, and yeah. I know it's funny, but... No, it's,
0: it's, it, that 100% makes sense. And the thing is, that's the answer. You know, based on what I just said, somebody might go, well, then I guess I shouldn't say count your blessings. No, that's not what I'm saying. It just mean something different. Mm-hmm. You should count your blessings. It's a beautiful thing. There's that part in the Bible, you know, you have been faithful with a little, I'll put you in charge of a lot. You know, and uh, uh, God bless the child who's got its own. You know, that part. The idea is we build our capacity to receive. We build our capacity to experience miracles. We build our spiritual muscles. And that's a long way around of saying if you can't see a miracle in a good parking space or in doing the dishes, you're not ever going to see the Red Seas part in your life. You build up to the big things. Yes, you are entitled to the big things. You are a child of God and you're made out of love. But you're not going to see that big love until you can be loving in this moment. So we don't say count your blessings because there might not be any more. We say count your blessings because that is the only way to be a blessing in your world. It is awesome to count your blessings when you're feeling low, not because, hey, you know what, you might not get anymore, but because it starts the flow of blessing. If you take a minute and you go, you know what? I don't know which end is up right now, but I got air moving in and out of my lungs. That is a blessing. The sun came up today. That is a blessing. Start where you start, but count your blessings because it starts the flow. It's like priming the pump. Start start counting your blessings because the idea is get to the place where you, more and more frequently to the point where hopefully it's constant. That's the goal. More and more frequently we go, wait a minute, this moment happened because God's happening in my life. Get to the place where that is your level of thanksgiving. And you know what? I don't think anybody around here, myself included, is at that pray without ceasing level of continuous thanksgiving.
1: No. I. I but
0: I, it's the goal. It's
1: the practice. It's the goal. Yeah. Agreed.
0: You know, it's the thing of Jesus saying at Lazarus's tomb, God, I know you hear me all the time. So if God's always listening and every thought and word is a prayer, what, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Take a minute and count your blessings because when you really look at it, this moment is the beginning of something gorgeous, beautiful, powerful, liberating, revolutionary. Take a moment and count the blessing of, of right now. You don't need special crystals and incense to be a mystical person. There's mystical stuff going on right now because God's going on right now. The secret to real outrageous spirituality has nothing to do with what you can buy in a metaphysical bookstore and everything to do with opening your eyes to the love that surrounds us just like it sur- the ocean surrounds a fish. So yeah, count those blessings.
1: For our listen up part of the podcast, and we have an awesome question from Jim W. Thank you. And Jim. he asks, "Where are you finding inspiration lately?" Well, and go.
0: Well, I, there's mashed <laughs> potatoes going to happen soon. No, there's a, there's a lot of stuff. Um, I have, as I may have mentioned in previous episodes, I have a to do list on my phone, and I have some things that pop up every single day. And one of them is a to do list item that says read something i think that every grown-up should be in the middle of a book at all times you should always be reading something for the one thing it gives you something to talk about at parties but you should always be putting data in the data bank you know and uh sometimes i read a new book but sometimes i go back to one i've read many times over the years and the book i'm in the middle of right now is a book called discover the power within you and it's written by eric butterworth
1: that's a good one.
0: Oh man that, that book is just gold to me. First of all, anything Eric Butterworth ever said should be embroidered on something, tattooed on something, it, whatever. He's a genius, and he expresses himself so beautifully. Um, discover the Power Within You has everything you need to see yourself through an emotional crisis, uh, identity breakdown, whatever. But more than that, it really gets to the nitty-gritty of, well, how does this work? This God stuff. How do I deal with Christianity? Um, what What's happening? And even stuff like he spends a lot of time talking about the difference between the religion of Jesus and the religion about Jesus. Oh, and that's oh man, really good stuff. How prosperity works. Why there are no shortcuts, you know, to to this spiritual experience. And he's such a wonderful intellectual teacher. But. This is a head and heart thing. And I, I have owned many copies of Discover the Power Within You over the years, and I end up giving them away. And so I keep getting a fairly new copy. The copy I have now is the latest edition, and there's a forward by Maya Angelou because the book changed her life. And uh, it is – I
1: didn't – yeah, I didn't know yeah, that.
0: Well, and that's the thing. I had thought that she started going to uh, Unity in Chicago, but she found Unity Church out in California, and she happened to go there when Eric Butterworth was speaking. Now, if you know Eric Butterworth, he started a giant church in New York City, and just thousands of people went there, and just incredible. And if you can find a recording of Eric Butterworth talking—by the way, sidebar, go to truthunity.net and look up Eric Butterworth. There's audio of him talking. Incredible minister. He's not a preacher like me. I run around—I I sound a little bit more Southern, and I—, I uh, I have more of a tent revival thing going on. But Eric Butterworth would stand stock still on that stage, and it was more like a college college lecture. Not dry, but just very, very, here's how it is, and here's what we're going to do, and, and that kind of a thing. But just so beautiful. I could listen and talk forever. But everything he ever wrote is gorgeous. But Discover the Power Within You will absolutely change your life. You should own that book. Go get it right now while you're listening to this. If you're listening to this, that means you're on a device that can talk to the internet. Go over to Amazon or whatever. Get a copy. Discover the power within you. Um, we don't make any money off of me saying that this is not like a, an endorsement deal. Just just go get the book. It's going to make you a better person. I swear to God. Oh, I love that book.
1: That's awesome. That's pretty cool. I'll, <laughs> I'll have to – you're making me want to read it, oh, not? Everybody <laughs> should know, read it. Seriously, one of here. my favorites.
0: Everybody should read it.
1: That's very, very cool. Very, very cool.
0: All right, this is the time when we check it out. This is the check it out part of our our broadcast, and that's when we tell you, the listener, how to get in touch with us, how to uh, come do some of the stuff we're doing. We talked about the amazing Metropolitan Ministries thing a little while ago. That's just the tip of the iceberg about the stuff that we're doing. If you want to find out more about what we're up to, the best place to look is our website, waterandstonechurch.com. There's a link at the top that says Gather, and that talks about some of the stuff that we're doing. There's also a very uh, thorough calendar page that talks about where we're going to be. When you click on one of the things, there's always a map and directions to where we're going to be and all that. So check out waterandstonechurch.com. Find us on Facebook, social media, all of that kind of stuff. And there's a million things going on. But some of the stuff we want to tell you about right now.
1: Wednesday mornings, we take a walk. It's really great. We do it around, well, sunrise, About you know, a little about sunrise. We meet at 7.20 a.m. Ish. At, yeah, ish <laughs> at, at North Shore um, Park or Beach, you know, where it is right there. Yeah,
0: it's 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 hard to find exactly. But if you look at, if you go to North Shore Park or North Shore Beach, it's the same area. Depending on how you Google for it, if you can see the volleyball courts, that's where we tend to be around seven twenty. I do want to let you know. Sometimes we have a huge crowd of people, and sometimes it's just Jenny and I. It's always awesome. But if you're gonna, if you want to join us, go ahead and drop us a line. You can send an email to info at waterandsoandchurch dot com or find us through Facebook. It's because I don't want to miss you, and it's it's a it's a big place and that sort of thing.
1: We walk along the water and we get some coffee, and it's a it's just a nice way to center in in the middle of the week. I don't like to miss them. I mean, we've missed a few because of weather or, or you know, traveling or something like that. But I always, always love it. Even if I don't necessarily feel like I want to get up and put my tennis on and, and head out there. It really is worth it. It really does help you move through the rest of your week. And speaking of that, we also have another sort of centering time together. That is our Sunday sunset celebrations, mm-hmm. and those happen about a half hour to 40 minutes before the sun sets at St. Pete Beach.
0: And we park at the Dolphin Village parking lot. If you go, once again, if you go to our website, you can find a map to it, but basically you park at the public beach access there at St. Petersburg Beach at Dolphin Village, and you walk a little bit south, There's we're always there. It's Sundays, we gather a half hour or so before the sun sets, and we just, we're there, and we talk, and we share whatever you don't have to share anything it's not formal at all we just hang out we we touch base with each other we check and if there's something somebody's working on we're there for each other but sometimes we just talk and we watch the sun go down and we applaud and during the winter because the sun sets a little earlier a little earlier afterwards we all go get some food together you know it's it's it is what it is it's so nice to celebrate another week and to look forward to what's coming up next
1: I also want to let you know on a regular basis um, our YouTube channel is really awesome You
0: got to subscribe to the YouTube
1: channel Please do subscribe um, and again we're trying to get to 100 subscribers and if we get to that we you know it opens up a lot of opportunities for us so tell your friends to subscribe you subscribe just do it
0: And by the way you can get to the YouTube channel on any you can go on our Facebook page there's a YouTube tab. So to speak. But also if you go to waterandstonechurch.com and you scroll down to the bottom of any page, there's little icons for all of our social media stuff, Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and whatever else. Go to the YouTube link and hit that subscribe button. It's huge. But man, the videos that are that we're putting out there, I'm so proud.
1: Right. Yeah. And and right now, Dieter has a series that are going that's going on that's called Living Water Standing Stone. It's a thirteen part series and you absolutely need to go watch it. It will change your life. It also will let you know exactly where we're coming from as a church. Yeah, what, we're what, t- we, what believe, we believe in, the fundamental ideas that we want to share with you. That the the ideas that you're going to hear us talk about over and over and over again. If you're ever curious about what we believe, there it is. Go watch those videos. You'll have a wonderful understanding. And then there's my show oh, this man. day. That happens. It's so, on… So
0: so great. Oh, well, I just, thank you. I know I talk about it all the time, and I talked about it earlier in the show. It's such a wonderful experience. First of all, the videos are so well done. The team of people that are doing your videos are amazing. But the star of the videos is really amazing. Uh, And Jenny, you you should go watch the video. Even if you're not interested in the recipe, you will be by the time it's over. But there's a lesson there, and it's so cool.
1: And we release uh, a video a week, Fridays at noon. And go check it out. Um, go, again, you can subscribe, but not only that, you can hit the notification button or the notification bell, and that'll tell you when any and any new video is up. It's a really great way to yeah, do it. Yeah, we
0: put out at least two a week. Every Friday, a this day with Jenny comes out, and every Wednesday, a Living Water a Standing Stone of Mine comes out. But from time to time, we also put out other stuff when we do a Sunday morning lesson. You know, one of those go. We put a YouTube video of that out the next day. That sort of thing. So there's always something really neat going on. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Speaking of Sunday mornings, I want to let you know that the upcoming service, as you know, right now we meet the fourth Sunday of every month at 11 o'clock. And we're going to do that until February. And starting in February, we're going to go every Sunday. We're going to go weekly. But right now it's once a month. And so our November service is November 26th at 11. University of South Florida, St. Petersburg campus, Harbor Hall. There's a map on the website and all that. And the thing I'm going to be talking about on November 26th is wild forgiveness. And we've been in a series called Wild Life. And the overall theme is get to the place where you let go. You get out of your comfort zone and into faith, that sort of thing. We're going to be talking about how that applies to the process of really letting go, really forgiving, really getting out of the way. It works really well for a Thanksgiving time frame kind of a talk, by the way. But... You know, Jesus said 70 times, seven times. In other words, you forgive until you can't even remember what you were forgiving because God isn't slighted by whatever it was. Let's get on that page. I promise you, this is going to help you let go of something. So that's November 26th at 11 o'clock. Come find the map and and be there with us, please.
1: We also have our December service project coming up, and that's going to happen on Wednesday, December 13th. We'll be working with CASA, which is a local organization that um, helps women and children who have, who have experienced domestic violence. Um, they give them shelter. They help them. They give them clothes for job interviews and help them get on their feet. So what we're going to be doing is we are going to be preparing and serving food for about 100 people for dinner that night. So I'm in the process of organizing a full list of everything that everybody wants to bring. Because and, and we're going to cook it and bring yeah, it we're there. Gonna cook we're not yeah, going to cook have it to. There. Yeah, we Got have it. to have it prepared when, when we bring it. But people can also bring beverages and desserts and all kinds of stuff. So we're in the process of sort of getting that list together to see who's going to bring what. And uh, then I'll fill in all the spaces and all the gaps that... That don't get uh, that don't get filled, but I'm really looking forward to it. And if you can't cook, we will be serving that evening. So come out and just have it be a part of your Christmas. Yes. Time, it's a nice opportunity to come out of the rush and just again be God's hands in in this time of uh, year because these people really do appreciate it. Well, and, and these they people are to us, have a, man, yeah, you and know? they deserve to have a little bit of a little bit of peace and a little bit of joy, and if that can come from you, then, you know, so be it.
0: Love it. Um, and always uh, once again our Sunday services are the fourth Sunday of every month, so the December one is December 24th, so you'll learn more about that as we get a little bit closer. In general, once again you can go to our website, follow us on social media, all of that and I'd love for you to do all of that, but the A number one best way to find out what's going on about whatever we're doing, to stay in the loop is to send a text. Send the, the word I am ready, all one word, I A M R E A D Y. Text I am ready to 84576. So that's 84576. Text I am ready to 84576 and you'll be subscribed. We don't drive you crazy with announcements. We usually send out about one text a week just saying, hey, this time we're doing X, Y, and Z. Here's a link if you want to learn more, that kind of thing. No big deal and it's just such a nice way to be a part of it. And the cool thing too is you can respond to those texts if you have a question or a comment or whatever and Jenny and I see that. So it's a really neat way to just sort of stay in the loop. Please do stay in the loop.
1: You know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful that you're going to wrap it up.
0: (laughs) There's all kinds of things to be thankful for. Be thankful for the fact that no matter what else is going on in your life, you have the power to think and feel however you want. Nobody else is a master of that place in your mind, in your heart. Take a moment and get really centered about what's really true. Take a moment and count your blessings, not because they're going to run out, but because you are at the beginning of infinity. You are at the beginning of infinity. You partake in the infinite blessings of God each and every moment. So take a minute and really appreciate something small right in front of you right now. Get so filled with that. Get so good at that. Get so on fire about that that yeah you know what sometimes it improves your relationships and sometimes you realize that you've learned and taught and you've got your walking papers. But one way or another the beautiful thing happens. When you are so filled with the blessings of this moment that you decide to be the blessing, go serve in some way. Go show somebody what love looks like. That's the best Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving that has feet. Take your Thanksgiving walking and make a difference in the world today.
1: This podcast is recorded at Pinfeather Studios.
0: And the head honcho grand poobah high muckety-muck of Pinfeather and one half of the music that you hear is the handsome and strong Raina Randolph. The other half of the music that you hear is the lovely and talented Miles Randolph. We are so grateful for the two of them and everything that they do to make all of this happen.
1: This podcast is solely supported by you.
0: And you know exactly what that means. It means three things. Part one is sharing. Go share this podcast. Send somebody a link. Tell somebody about it at the dentist's office. Do whatever you need to do. We write a lot of awesome life-changing blog posts and they get shared on Facebook and stuff like that. Be a part of that tidal wave. Share what you read with somebody else. Hit that like button. Go tell somebody, send an email, do whatever, print it out and put it on the bulletin board at work if you can do that. Do whatever you can to help us spread the word about all of this. It also means that we would love it if you would write a review. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever it is, take a minute and write us a five-star review. And it's got to be five stars because that's what kicks into gear the the mechanisms that help promote this podcast to a wider audience. Take the eight seconds that it takes to, to click that fifth star and it will change everything for what we're doing. And finally, the most important thing you can do to help support this podcast and everything we do here at Water and Stone Church is show up come be a part of one of our monthly sunday services man oh man the family that we are creating is absolutely transformative there's so much love there's so much faith there's so much power in being there but even if it's not a sunday morning even if all you feel comfortable with is coming out and just watching the sun go down that's cool start where you start but be a part of our community service stuff, be a part of our Sundays, go take a walk with us on Wednesdays, but just show up because so much of life is just showing up. And I promise you, if you show up to a Water and Stone event, you're gonna find friends and family. You're gonna find acceptance and empowerment. It's gonna make a difference for you.
1: Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.